0: Welcome to Front Row Geeks. I took off the mute button. Good. Anyway. And you got closer. Tom, you're getting used to it. you used to it. You're one of us now. No. You're one of us now.
1: No. Uh, oh, God, that's a horrible tattoo. Anyway.
0: Whoa. What? What? Is what?
1: <laughs> I know. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, they were trying to go wait, wait, let me see again. for a stylization of, like, you know, those China? old uh, Japanese or Oni, like... Or Chinese. ...style paintings and such. But the tattoo artist clearly is like, not talented I
0: almost, I almost like it. Well, that's I the almost
1: problem. like it. It's something that's super fucking weird. That's the problem with it. It just needs a bit more skill to actually understand it. I think the tattoo artist either screwed up the uh, template David, I need
0: you to share that image to the, to the Facebook group because now people <laughs> even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> we're sorry. If you listen to this, look at the page in the past. Anyway, how are you? Hi, hey! We're, we're back. We're finally back. I promised we would be back. David, didn't you listen to, listen to last week's episode?
2: No.
0: God damn it, David! I was so proud of my intro, and you didn't listen to it. Hate it was you. last week's episode. It was the one that we recorded last time that I just didn't, I sat on for a month. Oh. <laughs> it was good times. We talked about uh, Code Vein on that one.
2: Oh, Wasn't yeah. I there?
0: yeah you were there, you were there.
2: <laughs> also there was one other thing that i found out but i'm not gonna actually show it but we've got the final fantasy is 14 is doing their next big patch tuesday oh cool and, and now i'm gonna have to search for it <laughs> you,
0: think you think they would do a kingdom hearts event one day
2: no no that's controlled by disney
0: Oh, so they wouldn't be able to do that?
2: Disney has full control, and if Disney says no, they can't do it.
0: Well, what if they say yes? Then they could,
2: but... If we got near, I feel like yeah, there's nothing but... off-limits anymore. Well, <laughs> A, since... Uh, they, technically, the first crossover would... events that they did were Dragon Quest and other Final Fantasy series, because we actually had, like... Yeah, but that's because Lightning. Dragon
1: Quest was now owned by Squaresoft, wasn't it? Yeah. Because they acquired Enix. Or who well, actually had Dragon Quest in the, the old days? Enix. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I can dream. Maybe I'll play it if that happens.
1: You wouldn't be at the high enough level to actually get anything if that's the case. Okay. Well, then it oh. <laughs> uh, Don't ruin it for me, Tom. Uh, okay. I am Kay. the ruiner of fun. Yes.
0: David, let's just get, the, let's get this out of the way. Okay. Let's do it now. Give us the, the Final Fantasy XIV update.
2: Insert. Uh, I'll I'll play it, but I will turn the volume down.
0: Insert sound effect, Future Eddie,
2: so that we. So but a sound effect to this. Guess what? Did you see squall? No, I I but something you different. did see some. You are seeing something from seven. Is that an ultimate weapon? No, like that's Ruby weapon. weapon. Whatever. Well,
0: it is not... is. We've like already
2: that. beat. Uh, ultimate weapon.
0: Okay, it's one of the weapons. That's all I wanted to say.
2: So, um, and from the looks of it, it's actually part of the main story quest. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, there's a bit into it is the fact that since I mentioned Ultimate Weapon, uh, a lot of us that play 14, including Michael, are going, oh shit, they excavated more. Which means they may have diamond, emerald, or sapphire.
0: I don't remember finding that many weapons in 7. Uh,
2: that's because. Ruby and Emerald were secret uh, were secret bosses.
0: Yeah, but you knew about
2: those. Uh,
0: One of them was defeated in the cutscene or off screen, right? Two of them were.
1: You had the one that was killed off of the uh, port with Mm -hmm. the big gun. That was Sapphire weapon, which you never fought. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, Um, They're adding New Eden, uh, which is the next four levels. Which we have the new person, which is this fight. We have Odin who is also combined with Ixion from the looks of things. And the double fight is actually Ifrit and Garuda. Interesting. Uh, They did mention that we're going to have a uh, new Beastman quest, which is content. This is story-related, because this is going to be fun, because uh, one of the characters who is known as the Warrior of Light in the first is now revived. But we get the fun part because we get... Trash Can Weeaboo Samurai in the first, which is... What the fuck does that mean? Uh, okay. That, that's a fan nickname for uh, one of the major villains in fourteen, And his name is Zenos Van Galvez.
0: Oh.
2: Who... He was a bitch during Stormblood.
0: Hard boss fight?
2: Uh, he was the final boss fight. Ooh. Um, because... His entire thing was, uh, literally, he, he's, that's Xenos, by the way.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, is that his entire thing, also Dalamud, which, for those who played 1.0, Oh boy. You, Nostalgia. You,
0: you should share this trailer, too, so people can know what we're talking about. Yeah. We should do that more often. Share, share the fuck, if we're gonna do visualizations, we're gonna share the shit at
2: But, no, uh, essentially, uh, you know the archetype where the person only is powerful because he only wants to fight strong fights? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is Xenos von Galvis. Hmm. And...
1: Wait, have have they actually breached 18 million players simultaneously? Uh, not simultaneously. That's overall. Well, yeah, but... I'm pretty sure, you know, Wo- World of Warcraft could claim such a thing as well. Like, over 18 million unique accounts or something like that. But not actually concurrent players.
2: Uh, not sure. But, uh, boils down to, uh... uh we're getting an expansion to the Eden, uh, Eden Raid. Uh, in Raid uh, getting a new Beastman side quest, which is going to be gatherers specific which is weird because most of the time it's usually two combat and one gathering slash crafting feastman quest which they may be just doing two crafters uh, like two battle and then one gathering one crafting beastman quest uh, other factors is that there's going to be a new kind of uh, item that's just visual uh, thing only called parasol. Like cosmetic. Co- cosmetic, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, parasol, like a little like fancy umbrella.
2: What an umbrella! And it's not going to be like female only. It's going to be male and female. Uh, a lot of people, when they watched the keynote when it was revealed, said the animations looked a little bit stilted.
0: <laughs>
2: but no, everybody's looking forward to the fight with Ruby Weapon. The Eden fight, uh, fights, I should say. And, uh, definitely looking forward to the story quest because seeing Xenos in the, the first is really odd because he's technically only supposed to be in the origin. You remember the fact that I mentioned that in 14, the world was split into the origin and then 14 other shards, right? Mm, yes. So...
0: But I thought that was just going to other planes of existence.
2: They're actually kind of like alternate dimensions. And trying to get from... Uh, here's a bit of story lore, is that... When we go to it, we actually transport our actual physical body. Mm-hmm. Some of our compatriots in the story... They have their soul. Uh, they had their souls ripped out.
0: Oh, that sounds like fun.
2: And so they're basically just a... Physical, ethereal, uh, aetheric.
0: That also reminds me of what happened in Kingdom Hearts lately, but I'll tangent later.
2: Uh, basically, physical, ethereal bodily in the first, which means that if they die in the first, they are... <sniffs> versus if we die, we can use magic echo powers.
0: Is that like the in-game, uh, explanation for how you die and come back?
2: Essentially, yes,
0: actually. <laughs> I like how more games are doing that lately.
2: Um, but no, the main, uh... One of the major plot points that hopefully a lot of people are hoping that they resolve is finally getting everything set up so that we start working on getting our friends back from the first to the origin, because it looks like the longer that they stay away from their physical body, their soul deteriorates.
0: Okay, that's not good.
2: And so does their body. So it's one of those things of, if you are about the soul, people are going to die. Tangent.
0: You should totally do an FRP episode about death mechanics.
2: Maybe. I I will definitely bring that (coughs) up. Because that sounds like fun. Um,
0: I won't participate, but you should do it.
2: (laughs) uh, Other factors... um, They're definitely adding uh, some of the new mounts for... These are mounts for extremes and stuff. But everyone's looking forward to the main story quest and... At least the crafting Beastman quests. A lot of people uh, may be interested in Eden. We're not sure yet because we're not sure how the fights actually work.
0: I mean, why would you say that you, there might be interest in Eden? That that sounds
2: like... Well, um...
0: Is there going to be interest in Eden? It's, it's yeah. Of course there is. I may actually
2: be- have to leave for a brief moment because I have to go to the bathroom. Oh. Badly. Oh,
0: well, then we will pause. Oh, sorry. Okay, the thing I want to... i think we, we can we can talk about Final Fantasy again. Might as well go through it again. So yeah, especially
2: it. since we've already mentioned fourteen, which there does seem to be a lot of um, passover with uh, fourteen, especially with Ruby weapon. We will
0: share this as well. Maybe we have a lot of sharing to do.
2: Yeah, um, I still say they stole this from Spirits Within, including the bird. <laughs> They just updated the models. Honestly,
0: you know, I don't remember a damn thing about *Spirits Within*.
1: Like, I remember the characters. That would be That's the it. final scene of *Spirits Within*, is really? where you end up seeing a bird flying, and it was like one of the better uh, digital shots in the thing. In fact, this bird—the uh, major difference is that it looks like a shitty bird. <laughs> well, like it, it looks like it's covered in oil.
0: Yes, yeah, which is probably
1: it. appropriate.
0: Oh, I remember the other thing I was going to talk about—having to do *Final Fantasy* now that we watching this. Because you mentioned the the, the black like set-out area of surrounding Midgar.
2: Yeah, the um, the wasteland, mm-hmm. essentially.
0: Ginelli you know, was probably because they just didn't have all the tools to make it anything but, like... What well, color should we make the outside area? Well, let's
1: face it. When you're <laughs> dealing with the low-poly quality and art direction of, like, the
2: PlayStation 1... And this was the first one that they ever did on PlayStation, so they weren't quite sure... What um, it could potentially do? There is do? a thing
1: about trying to make it more, especially since the art direction 4-7 at the time was sort of uh, constrained in two directions. Uh, part of the group wanted to do more realistic stuff and realistic models like you would get in Final Fantasy VIII. And like not- buff
0: arms and giant swords? <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: Final Fantasy VIII had like oh. the human-sized proportion characters outside of it and inside. You mean the
0: best Final Fantasy game?
1: Ah, uh, no. Shot at you.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, just for me, even though I've played this game a few times, not the remake, of course, I don't think I ever really thought that much about the Desolate Wasteland in the, in the outside of well, it. Well, it. it's like, not much Like, of that a... was it. It was Desolate Wasteland. That's all I needed to know.
1: Well, yeah, especially since all you really did was, like, cross over it after leaving Midgard, which was, like, the biggest part of, like... Pro- Midgard, honestly, is probably the best opening chapter for any Final Fantasy game, I think. That's fair.
0: Uh, yeah, I could give that to you.
1: Because thinking over it, uh, a lot of them, while may leave an impression and such, I feel like Midgar really is a high point because it's essentially a miniature storyline in and of itself.
0: So, another quick cut here. Um, so you're all on board with thinking that the beginning that we saw before we see Aerith is her vision of what the Mako and livestream is showing her?
2: Because honestly, that be. would never it, have occurred it, to me. It, it could be... Um, because admittedly, like I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, the intro to Seven started out with the star field, uh, with comets and planets, and a star field that slowly faded to the. Eris space. Mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it comes out here, and then it flies out to show you the logo and Midgar as a whole. And then zooms back in to focus on Cloud but and uh, there's, Avalanche.
0: There's a lot of new stuff happening here, too. Like, she seemed
2: like she was startled there by it for a second. That didn't happen in the
0: original yeah. intro. Also, the yeah. fun
2: thing of, like, if you pay attention while it's zooming out, uh-huh. you will see that there's a couple of office buildings on the giant pipe right there. And my first thought when I saw that is that it's got to be the shittiest
1: place to go to work too.
2: <laughs> Where do you work? I'm on the giant pipe. Oh, God. No, they get oh. hel- they get helicopter transport though.
1: Think of how bad it is for one of these, uh, outlying like Pla- platforms. the off plate an arm, the the plate
2: platforms. Uh, yeah. I that
0: like how spacious. you can easily see
2: that there's levels.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, here's a great question: What is the purpose of those two large lights in the front?
0: Uh, for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: They're the bat signal and the not bat signal.
0: Okay, other question. Regarding the remake, have you seen those photos of the Chocobo and um, whatever the Ch- Carbuncle? Uh,
2: oh, oh, you mean um, the Chocobo? Song? The Choco Chick. Uh, the, Cho- the Choco Super, Chick. Uh, the as some people are saying, Super Saiyan Choco Chick. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Four Uncle. <laughs> because uh, people are going like, "This is Carbuncle with Down syndrome." <laughs> oh, and I'm up. like, oh, that's horrible. But it's appropriate.
0: Yeah, it seems like other people reacted negatively to to, to their designs. I it, one
1: I saw a okay, comment. Okay, let's watch a uh, wedge come off of the. Okay,
0: yeah. Right, okay, it looked a little bit more like it, but like it's like they. It looks like he slid off and was like, "Oh god." Yeah, right, yeah. If <laughs> well, anyone that said, makes
1: sense, I mean, it's a bit better than what Cloud does here.
0: I'm criticizing the wedge animation as he's jumping off the, the train. I think it's weird. Whoa. And again, why do you have your sword out? You didn't do shit
1: with yeah, it. Yeah, that... But that was how they did it in the original. No. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> but it is that's... still stupid. But he accelerated to
2: the landing. <laughs> I know. That... But, uh... Let's see. Am I able
0: to get to that? I want us to...
2: Get to what? The but opening comparison. In video links. There we go. There
0: we go. Wait, so we, we can talk about that real quick. Um... So yeah, you did, what? So what did you feel about those character designs? Then you think um,
2: I feel weirded out by Carbuncle because it honestly just really it's like yeah, I can recognize this Carbuncle, but there's just way too much either hair or forehead because if you have that much space for forehead, the jewel should be a lot more taking up a lot more space. Um considering that I saw a comment basically stating that uh, the whole the only one out of the three pre-orders that looks good is of course the one that you can't fuck up on <laughs> and that is literally
1: the cactuar or cactuar, cactuar! well you could fuck it up by uh, making it super realistic but that would be really freaky Actually, you
2: know what it looks like when you take it? I, I looked at the, high, uh, the um, high resolution.
1: High resolution. It literally looks like a vinyl doll. Well, yeah, but what I mean is if you actually made it look c- cactus-y and like, get, started doing those like realistic interpretations of cartoon characters to it, like how would its mouth actually operate? How would its eyes actually look like? <laughs> <laughs> They're magical
0: creatures. It doesn't matter. But it does. But it doesn't.
2: But it does. And really, this is a fairly uh, good recreation. You see?
0: nah, no sword. (laughs) But he does the flip. He does the flip. Because the flip
2: is cool. The sword is useless. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, (coughs) this entire section beforehand was not in the original.
0: I'm dying. They're just trying to show off now.
2: Yeah, they're showing off. That's the park that's in the game. Why are they showing after the fact of that?
0: So, anything else? I mean, I'm excited for this. That's all I wanted to say. Anything else worth talking about when it comes to this? Uh, no. I, I showed one. Oh, the one, uh, the one photo
2: good. I showed shared with you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
1: that that one photo, because that was actually released by Square Enix. Oh, they finally announced twos uh, for final, uh, the Fantastic Four.
2: But what they, they
1: did. Won. Yeah, there was a thing they saying in the Fantastic Four announcement. Mm-hmm.
0: Really, that would have been a way bigger deal.
1: Uh, I think it's just simply an announcement, not anything like an actual uh, trailer or, you know, footage. Just simply saying, who's our actors are. Here are some test shots of them in their costumes. Get hyped, people.
2: Yeah. But, no, uh, that photo, even though it was released by Square Enix, uh, has... I've seen some controversy about it. To explain for the one person who hasn't seen the photo, you, you the listener, and one other person that is actually yes. with us, oh, is that it's a photo in what appears to be like a bo- uh, like a box canyon or
1: oh, some yes. rocky
2: place, yes. Um, and it's Cactar doing its thousand needles attack, and. Um, it's, you see Aerith, but the one problem is that in one corner, you just see bright white light as if it's like, oh, hey, this is a camera taking a picture from a darkened box canyon set, and that's open sky. Um, and some people have supposed that it's that one section near Aerith's house where it's the junkyard, and I'm going like, that, that isn't a junkyard, that's rock.
1: Well, yeah, it's sort of like this natural park slash waterfall area, isn't
2: it? No, the one thing outside of her area, hmm. and a lot of people are going like, "Well, it can't be uh, the area; uh, it can't be near Eris' house." So it's got to be, and this is one of the big suppositions: it's got to be near the one Podunk Town Past Gold Saucer, <laughs> or near Cosmo Canyon. And that would put it way past my uh, expectations on where they would end the first episode, because that would put it because uh, one of the trailers before the intro release, uh, there was a brief two-second shot of Genova, which Genova does not appear in Midgard at all. It,
0: and you've been seeing that photo where like, the, it's like a cash shot there no, the, the, the does
1: show up in Midgard, but only the corpse in that one shot. But this is a left. fight. Oh, yeah. And I
2: mean, that's the thing is that there's only one fight in Jenova and it's not in Midgard. Unless they added it. Then well, a lot of people would be dumb. Don't bitched.
1: you have the three fights with Jenova of li- uh, birth, de- uh, life, and death? And then... Rebirth. rebirth.
2: Which is part of the final fight. Um, but no, the first fight that you fight with Jenova is on the ship out of Juna. Mm-mm. Which... That they like, I figured they would cut it off at Junin, but if they cut it off at the end of the ship ride, having like the final, like the final chapter, end on the Genova fight, thematically would be nice.
0: So you think, you think we've all but confirmed that this is taking, this will stretch out past Midgar? Yes. So I think, even even amongst us, we were thinking well, like, thematically, uh, it seems like they were going for Final Fantasy remake. Midgar, like it was going to be just Midgar.
1: Well, I think half the problem is is that what's the good stopping past past Midgar? That's before you know because I don't think they would be stretching it all the way to the end of the first disc at uh, mm-hmm. one to one. And I'm trying to remember where they stop at uh, disc one. I don't even remember. I think disc one is Nidelheim? Don't even remember. Someone, someone Google that. I think it stops after Nibelheim or before Nibelheim. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you then have to deal with Sid somewhere around there. David, something relevant to what I was just saying. Oh yeah, they <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's slightly different.
0: Uh, I, maybe, but it's it's God speaking to me. If you ask me. Sorry, we just read a, a headline that says Disney says devs can use its IPs which justifies that maybe Kenley Harris will come to Final Fantasy XIV and I'll have somewhat of an excuse to play it but uh, probably I, still
1: won't. I don't think it is because I'm pretty sure <laughs> when Disney is, is telling people to use its uh, IPs it probably has a huge ton of caveats on it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like none of mixing media, none of that. Or if you do, they then own the things you introduced into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not
0: know i was not going to pretend to know.
1: Uh, because that's how.
0: But that is a possibility. That's all I wanted.
1: I really don't want them owning 14. They wouldn't know. own
0: 14. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. But not, this is that's all, not within the
1: possibility. That's the problem with copyright law. Well, in, in this case, let's
2: go back to Final Fantasy. Is that, looking at the story-wise, I can see uh, Midgar is extremely memorable. The parts mm-hmm. past Midgar, like Calm, the Midgar Solom Cave, uh, Con- uh, Fort Condor, nothing really springs to mind until maybe Junin, where the, you get the look at the, the, air sh- uh, the high wind.
0: I think the other problem is, is that once you leave Midgar, is when the game, the original game opens up into open world. And well, like, I, it I,
1: opens up only so much. It's still sort of very linear at that point. Is it?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're in, on the overworld now, and now you're feeling like you're at least moving somewhere, you're traveling somewhere, but you're not really being able to move openly. They may want to change that, and that's probably what they're doing with Midgar as a test bed to see exactly how much they can push. Trying to turn you know Midgard into a much more open world. Really, you
0: think they're going more open? I thought well, they I were going to be adding linear. More
1: content. I think they're going to add more content.
0: Yeah, to but I always, I, I kind of thought it was going to be linear. Like maybe it'll have hubs, but not be open. world. Well, what I'm
1: thinking is expanded stuff. Like because it's coming out in batches, I'm pretty sure they want people to at least be playing it and enjoying the parts which they can play until they get the next one. Hmm. and unfortunately the reality is we don't know exactly what's the timetable for uh, Part 2. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the big... We don't know whether it's coming out next year, which would be the best solution. The PlayStation 6? (laughs) Yeah. Well, for the PlayStation 4 and... PS5. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why would it be on the PS6? Just saying... He's making the joke. No, no, no. The completed version will be on the PlayStation 6. Damn it, It will. (laughs) Final Fantasy VII
2: remake complete. The eight, the eight, K- K. X,
0: the eight
1: K HD Remastered.
2: remaster. remaster. No, 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 it had to be seven K.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I killed myself. But,
2: so no, it's that photo and the factor of Genova has caught a lot of people going like it. A lot of people are now really doubting that it's not going to stop at, at,
0: We're gonna
1: get more. We're gonna get more. But we're unsure how much. You know, actually, no. The boat ride to Junin, uh, the boat ride from Junin is probably one of the better places to stop, because you're still on essentially one continent. You get like a good break point with the final battle with uh, Genova as the first fight you get, and then you can sort of have a nice sort of like epilogue thing of where you get to the new continent sort of thing. Ooh,
0: I, can, I can see it now. The, the game ends. You're still on the ship. It's sunset. Everyone's looking onto the distance. There's blah, 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 and then it pans out. You see the uh, the ocean or, or lake or whatever the hell they're on. Ocean. And it, you see just, you know, the beauty of this area that they created, and it fades to black. And an epilogue has something to do with Sephiroth. Well, calling it now! Jehovah has everything to do with Sephiroth. Yeah, but that I mean, that's how they're going to lay it out. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think
1: that actually would be a good break point because the areas right after Midgar are fairly linear. It's fairly limited, so they can just sort of like experiment slightly with the open world. Because I don't know how they're going to do that. Because
0: maybe they Final do Faces, it. Maybe they do it a la
1: thirteen. The last. No, please. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look what I, it the sort last. of makes sense, man. <laughs> yeah, but think about exactly how much they would have to work to actually do. The open world of 13 to that detail, but upset. we're already saying yeah.
0: that we think they won't do that because it's. But yeah, but then well, again, if they were going to open it up and let us have elbow room at the, in the end game, that would be the place to do it, just like 13 did.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about a, a remake. That while they can certainly change things around and stuff like that, I don't think they would change. Like, I mean, not, ho- not
0: totally open world, but. A limited open world. Well, they could do it like
1: all, the 15s. World.
0: Yeah, they could.
2: Where you basically get a time rewind to uh, before Junin kind of thing, but.
0: <laughs> so maybe they'll do like 15 and make us, make us watch five other media to understand yeah, what's but going how on. how
1: it's set up in the actual game is that it is sort of like after a certain breakpoint, of like, oh, the final dungeon is over there and you have to fix all this stuff
0: okay we need to move on because there's a few other things to talk about
1: <clears throat> Okay, yeah
0: the other thing well palate cleanse before we go back to more final fantasy because there's still more final fantasy to be spoken of <laughs> kind of and the other thing is picard have you guys been watching picard no, no. god damn it guys we to watch finished the something. witcher we finished witcher <sighs> okay let's talk about witcher a little bit okay. even though it's like two months later did you like it yeah yeah really good I don't know what to say anymore.
2: <laughs> it's too far gone for me. You guys need to. You guys need to lead this conversation. Eddie, Eddie, <laughs> you're, you're you're like a pie, but you have no filling.
0: Okay. What does that mean?
2: Oh my God, Eddie, that's, that's one, one of the, the best Witcher. lines ever from The Witcher. Okay, it was
0: a while ago. Okay. Wait, I haven't had the. I I've been waiting to have this conversation. Now I'm not ready. It's like it's like prom night all over again. <laughs> you didn't have a date for prom. I did. Did I? Guess I did.
2: Or one of them. I don't remember.
0: I had them on for all four of mine recall
2: <laughs> anyway but
1: um but anyway uh did the timeline stuff really mess you up no uh, uh well it did at first because it's a thing of like the first episode gives you no indication of it happening
2: yeah you literally it's like okay here's Geralt Geralt's off on his own and then oh here's siri and siri
1: storyline it's only until like episode two in episode three you start realizing, oh, things are happening not at concurrently. Like, uh the story of Jennifer is actually far in the past, clearly. Mm-hmm. And uh Until and keep... Geralt seems to be more like
2: it's still in the past, but like maybe four or five years in well, the past.
1: Four decades or so sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. And obviously series the as present as it gets.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Considering that one, the third person that watched the show with us didn't really get it until the episode seventh? Episode five? Or no, six seven. He mm. really didn't, it didn't really drive him home until seven where we started seeing, oh, he came to warn the kingdom.
1: Well, yeah, but I think we got that impression when I started pointing out that in like episode five or something where they ended up having the Child of Surprise thing. No, four, that was so, four.
2: Oh Yeah, the Child of Surprise and... I, I like his reaction in episode 8 of, like, the only thing I can give you is Law of Surprise. No, God, just give me a beer and I'll call it even. <laughs> I, I like a lot of the comebacks, especially girls. Like, you're like a pie, but with no filling, the bar just takes immediate, like, you take that back! Okay, other one. Um,
0: do you feel that Toss a toss- to Witcher is overhyped?
2: Uh, yeah,
1: a little bit, yeah.
2: Oh, fuck you. I was hoping so you would say one? no. What? The the whole toss a coin to your witcher.
1: Uh, yeah, in some ways it is sort of overhyped, but then again, it's appropriate. <laughs> because, I mean... Is it it's a, a sh- hype song? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> essentially a it's ridiculously t- take by a guy that gets by by grifting. Well, it
0: makes sense, it. sense because the, the he's trying to hype up Geralt. So, yeah. of course, the song is going to be overhyped. It just... <laughs> It's the it's law of nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or as he said himself, uh, <laughs> what was it about? <laughs> real stories don't make good songs or something like that? Or, oh. Something like that. Uh, oh. His, he, oh. Uh, these things don't. Uh, realistic. Well, whatever a, the thing was about, like, somebody Google not his history. But anyway. I would Google all this. I had my phone on me. It's charging. Yeah. But no, I would say, uh, admittedly, the Nilfgaard armors was dorky. You thought so? Yeah! The stupid eggshell-type thing with veins on it. It's like, what the hell is going on? Maybe,
0: but I, th- I thought it was supposed to be a very vain period. Like, I think that was, like, the mm-hmm. point.
1: No, not vain as in, like, beauty or something. Oh, yeah, no, We're, we're talking, talking about, like, but, vain. biological veins. I think it's a pun.
0: I think it's a pun. I no, a I pun. think
2: it's one of those typical like we're a dark army, which means we get armor that looks easier.
0: It's a pun. It's a, maybe a bad one, but it's one. Anyway. But it works.
1: I don't
0: know. How about uh, Harry, Ca- Henry
1: Cavill's portrayal of Geralt? Uh, I, I actually kind of like him as. Girl. I think he did a really good job, honestly. Like, he conveyed a lot of emotions while trying to be gruff and grim most of the time.
2: Including some of the just heavy, sarcastic comments. Or the size, any size. <laughs> <laughs> and then the. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, just, the, the, his portrayal of just that's like. Of course, half the problem <laughs> is, is the question of where you're coming from, like the books, or like uh, the games. The game. Because there were definitely moments where
2: uh, the third person that watched with us had read the books. But then there was the whole... uh, There was one scene where he's like, I don't know if any of this makes sense. Like, well, this is actually from the books. This isn't from the books. This is from the game. Because it was... I think
1: uh, one of the first uh, events...
2: It was, like, I think episode two where he... They're trying to take down a. Mon- it's like the
1: a- princess that turns into a monster.
2: Yes, that one is a-, a quest from the games. I think. Oh, I'm pretty sure. And he goes like, but the time? games
0: take place all after the books, though. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, well, yeah but the, you know they can mess around. I mean, yeah, oh, it's it's things a deliberate messing if around. If it's a sort of thing that Geralt would do before or afterwards, it would still sort of set up correctly.
2: And the fact of that actually that. It, it may have been inspired from a quest from the games, but if you paid attention to it, it actually, he mentioned the thing about Siri with that quest being, like, the uh, there was a princess that was so powerful uh, because of... No, not
1: Siri, but maybe her mother.
2: Her mother. Or the grandmother.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, not the grandmother, because it involves a princess, not a... Yeah.
2: But it, it was just the fact that he he offhand mentions this curse that's to a family.
0: Okay, wait, sorry, I might be confused. Are we talking about scenario where he's in court and during that party? We're talking no. about where he's no. where he's like having to kill that that like cursed beast.
1: Okay, so uh, not the one where he's trying not to, to kill, kill the cursed beast. But they're in. But but the other guy gets killed.
0: Well, yeah. Okay.
2: But no, it's just like he's trying to describe the person that like it's like. He's describing the situation, and he goes like, but there was a way to seal that curse. And the fact is that there's a way to deal with this monster, and it's kind of treated as an offhand comment that he's relating to something so that I can understand. But when you sit and think about it, it's like, that sounds like Siri. That sounds amazingly like Siri. Is just metaphor, really? It could be metaphor, or it could have been foreshadowing for foreshadowing. The audience sake yeah okay um so yeah it's it was one of those things that's like i picked up on it immediately it was like
0: that sounds very last thing then about have you have you, have either of you seen the vignettes of witcher featuring uh, henry cavill no uh, no no oh those are really interesting i would recommend looking them up i won't do so right now but yeah. uh on our own time. There's vignettes where he's like, because I, I guess Henry Cavill like is a geek about the Witcher. The, the Witcher for sure. Maybe even in general because he's basically like, it. He's the one letting you know like how all all the shit works in the vignettes, and he's the one also that, like, describing like the fight scenes, like, but okay. like with like a, a level of giddiness you wouldn't expect.
2: Well, given the fact that I
1: think that Henry Cavill is also a professional well, um, choreographer came out uh, on one interview or such trying to defend, you know, fans for saying that, you know, fans just simply really enjoy this stuff and they really love it. It's not that they don't it's not that they don't like it and it's the only reason why they care about it is because they actually genuinely do love it and want to see it succeed and things like that. So, I think that was one thing that showed up about that.
0: And then I know we've Touched on this concept before, but maybe this is a good time to revisit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, how much do you think The Witcher has to thank what HBO has done to, to allow them to do this?
1: Uh, I don't know. Are uh, you were referring to like Game of Thrones specifically? But
0: I think, but I think even in in this general, I think it is in a lot of things to keep things keep, keep things like this going. Maybe there's other examples, but if we had to give it to one show,
1: I would think that The Witcher would be a hard hitch because uh various fantasy has always sort of failed essentially on television like unless if it's set in the real world and then is fantastic like your typical vampire story or your uh, urban fantasy things like maybe harry potter or something like it's not way in the past or something like that set in medieval times so in probably.
0: that case what makes the witcher unique when in that comparison
1: Uh, What makes The Witcher unique, I think, is that it tries to portray a complicated situation of uh, a sort of science fiction uh, take in a fantasy world. Hmm. Of where you end up, as I understand it, you end up hearing like the Great Conjunction. And the idea is that it sort of layers various worlds on top of each other. Admittedly, I haven't played the Witcher games or read the Witcher books, so I don't know this entirely. So don't chew me out, Witcher fans. Mm-hmm. But the idea is is that the world of the Witcher lives in is essentially where humans and elves are from different worlds, essentially, now have layered on top of each other, constructing this sort of amalgamation. That's how I understand it. And uh, it's sort of a science fiction thing of, like, essentially you're dealing with alien races all of a sudden now having to live together in a planet, in a very, as I said before, in a fantasy setting, where it's not, you know, the esteemed Federation dealing with the Klingon Empire. It, it always throws
0: me off when they talk about years in, in mm-hmm. the in the Witcher universe, because they say this is supposed to be 1352. I'm like, that's not the 1352 I, I recognize. <laughs> well, <laughs> but obviously it's 1352
1: this of whatever the counting they are. They, 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 unless they are using, like, 80...
0: Well, they make it sound like they're pushing for this being an alt-history sort of thing at the same well, time.
1: That's well, that's how it's sort of set up. Mm-hmm. The idea is they've taken essentially middle Europe and somehow threw them in there. And I don't know how many years or millennia essentially this was a go, per se. True, true. But, but, uh, but it was successful. I mean, that's, yeah.
0: thing that's, really, that's really good. And we, have you guys seen The Mandalorian yet? I mean, not to talk about it, but have you guys seen it yet? Uh, we, we only saw it. the first episode because you love. I, it. I use it
2: on Plex. Just watch it. I got it.
0: Okay. We haven't. Oh, we know. It. I don't have Plex. Never mind.
1: But uh, I don't have it on Plex. Actually, one thing which I want to comment, which I found out through somebody else, mm-hmm. he's a big fan of uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Dune and other things mm-hmm. like that, science fiction stuff. Uh, he ended up pointing out that uh, Dumb and Dumber. I forget what their actual names are. Oh, the, the showrunner. Sorry,
0: yes. Yeah, so you meant like talking about Jim
1: Carrey. No, no, no. <laughs> talking about the movie. The showrunner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The d d Yeah. Yes. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it turns out they're not actually great fantasy fans. They don't know anything about fantasy, and they actually really, really about, yeah. In an interview, like a few months ago, uh, essentially well, stated the, that they had no real interest or understanding of the fantasy genre.
0: I know the thing that kind of really like. Threw them over the edge as far as like we don't like these people anymore. Ah, I'm indifferent, but I get it. It was when they went to like a comic con and they were talking about how they got the job, and it was like, hey, we just kind of fumbled into this job, and then we and then we did stuff, and then the actors kind of took over their own their own characters, and we just listened to them and that's why the first few seasons worked (laughs) well I think the
1: first few seasons worked is because they were able to crib notes Mm -hmm. essentially and dialogue from the books Mm -hmm. therefore some of the best lines and interactions are from those but once they started having to write their own stuff and trying to write their own pathways out you essentially see the decline over in the later seasons
0: yeah I agree
1: and unfortunately, uh, in some ways, uh, they probably got too... They essentially started loving the smell of their own farts too much. <laughs> and thought that they could write better than, uh, you know, uh, J.R.R. R. Martin about it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a shame. And of course it doesn't bring help that probably uh, J.R.R. R. Martin suddenly realized that these guys weren't as nearly big of fans of his work as he initially thought of. I they had probably, to be a
0: little bit I mean I think they said that I think they were trying to humble brag and, if, I, and it I th- backfired
1: I think the idea was is that they weren't actually big fans of his work they were fans of the mystique of being able to get uh, to be the ones to adapt his work Yeah, because it sounds like various people over the years before those two have been trying to get uh, Game of Thrones optioned into a television series or a movie or something and nobody was having it because J.R. Martin wasn't born yesterday and has done the Hollywood scene long enough to n- understand that a and, lot of those people just And yet don't we care. still ended up where we ended up. So yeah. Well yeah, yeah, but we also didn't get as much fantasy elements in it as I is that they're in the books. I mean like uh uh I'm trying to remember her name, the mother what? of the Stark Boys. Lady Stoneheart who eventually becomes Lady Stoneheart yeah like that shows up in the books or how uh, Well, they were
0: teasing it for a while do, do you remember those days no that Lena, Lena Henley was teasing it that it was coming and obviously he just never did and I think that's where Amber. okay I guess I'm not going to talk about the other thing I want to talk about or in on this yeah was mm-hmm. um I think instead of what you were saying that maybe they were they were liking the smell of their own farts too much yeah. I think it was the opposite I think so, they I think they got too cautious
1: no, I think uh, the main reason why I think they did... The first reason why I thought they decided to do away with as much fantasy elements as possible is because of the problem of trying to have time explaining the fantasy elements. Because unfortunately the audience expects but, explanations and things like that. But that's almost the point of having is it as a show. Yeah. Like, some, I can't
0: I mean, tell you how many times i wish a movie I saw would have been better off as a show. So we had time to explore this shit. Mm-hmm. They got Game they of Thrones and everyone involved had the golden, golden goose when it came to that. Mm-hmm. They were allotted seasons worth of television to tell a long, long story. Mm-hmm. And we all, you know, HBO would have been happy if it was longer than seven seasons. Would,
1: you mean eight? Hmm? Eight.
0: Eight. It, well, sorry. Okay they would have been happy it was longer if it, if it turned well, out they needed yeah. more time they probably would have been happy. It well more. yeah
1: but there was also the fact that the actors themselves were getting tired because I mean after 8 seasons of almost like 10 years of work while it's great in terms of like you know their bottom line of their money and things like that it's also a matter of that they're essentially chained into this they, show
0: they could have they could have managed it
1: in that like I, I know I saw plenty of those actors do other things
0: when they were well yeah in
1: but it's always a question of whether they had time
0: I think it goes back to me. My theory now is that I think D and D tried to play it safe, to, and they played too too safe.
1: Well, yeah, I would probably agree in terms of how the final season came out. They played something. They they played well, because out. they
0: went, they, they they stuck to too many tropes. They thought what well, they well, thought. They.
1: For some they reason, I think, um, they didn't think hard enough about how to solve the final season, in a yeah. sense. Because I know how I would have done the final season if I ended up getting stuck with the f- previous seven seasons and then got thrown in. Hey, you're the head writer now. You have to f- fix this. Okay, I'll do this this way. Uh, okay, the first two episodes probably more or less the same. You need an introduction and you need setup. That. Okay, for the third episode of the, supposedly the battle for the night or Mm -hmm. battle for the dawn essentially that we are not going to be anywhere near Winterhold
0: or Winterfeld yeah
1: we are going to be completely in the south we are not going to show a single scene up there we are going to have uh, Daenerys and her dragons come back south get back up in Storm's End and state that the uh, uh, the Ah, I'm trying to remember that next. Night King. No, no, the writers. D and D. No, the writers. writers. Oh. <laughs> yes. I don't know Dothraki. the Dothraki. Right yes, the Dothraki, <laughs> and have the Dothraki supposedly coming down too, because you know, instead of the Night King coming there and having a big fight with zombies, they decide to hold a siege. Think about it. They're zombies. They don't need to eat. They don't need to sleep. They don't want to go home. They can just sit out there all night and day long waiting for you to starve yourself to death. Yeah, that would have done it. And they bring back that news. Now, of course... Uh, you know, I, And I don't know if this is where you're going with it.
0: Yeah. But I think that would have been maybe one of the best ways to handle it. Because then it, well, that's it forces, I, it forces the, the, the our main characters to have to... Well, we have to solve this. So we have to yeah. go after the Night King.
1: Well, here's the thing. The thing is, is that the idea is is having a third episode where it shows nothing up there, and the idea is that we take this episode goes over months of waiting for news, waiting for things to happen, and the Night King just seems to be coming down fast, further and further down south, and like tensions rise between uh, Daenerys and uh, I'm trying to remember her name now, uh, the Queen, Cersei. Cersei, and Cersei, and th- it's you end up seeing the slow. Uh, like her mental Daenerys's mentality and like composure going worse and worse of trying to handle uh, uh, Westerosi politics and things, especially since she's been trying to deal with this. She doesn't have her actual advisor, says, still stuck up in Winterhold or Winterfeld. Sorry, ah.
0: you yeah. like Winterhold a lot, don't you?
1: Ye. Whatever. Uh, the North. But uh, the idea is we finally actually see her slightly going cuckoo, the reason for, you know, the final problems you end up having in the final episode of exactly how come she went crazy enough to go crazy. You know, to show the fact that she's slightly, you know, not being completely sane, like she's... Desperate. ...sleeping in with the dragons because she feels safer there because she's had a couple assassination attempts. Things like that. Uh, The idea is just simply have an entire episode... Where you just simply uh, blue ball your audience in waiting, what's happening up north? What's going on? Did you just kill everybody else off? <laughs> uh, because if you want to subvert expectations, that's how you do it. Uh, I, I can see that working. And then finally, we go finally for the fourth episode. We sort of tease like we're not going back up north again, and then we finally go back up north. And for instead of having a climactic battle. It turns out that the Night King is a bane, of much older contract than any of the humanity on Westeros. Like, you know of the uh, Trees with the Faces? Mm -hmm. It's actually a contract of where they're sacrificing all these dead that they've gathered over millennia, essentially, in this grand sacrifice to uh, rekindle the children of the forest, essentially, in all these spots. And because they still have one of these th- trees there, they're actually safe because of it. Because you have to think of it like this the night walk the uh, the uh,
0: And we are we are getting it light- way we're getting White White too deep.
1: We're getting too deep. We're getting yeah. too deep. Yeah, well, but you have to think of it as, about it's so strange because the White Walkers aren't human. so they won't have the same problems of like life and death as humans mm-hmm. would have. But may they have vanity? May they have pride? Yeah, but they have an entirely different, like, concept of time and values and things like that. And therefore the entire idea of, like, well, who cares if a few thousand humans die here and there? Who cares? But it's sort of like a long-standing contract with the North because, you know, the North remembers. Hmm. The idea being is sort of a thing of, like, maybe they're not trying to kill you per se. It's just your assumption that they're trying to kill you.
0: See, this is why the show needed to be longer. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but I think that would be a nice reversal of fate. We'll have
0: to see what, uh, what George R. 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 Martin does.
1: Well, yeah. Instead of having this nice big com- com- climactic battle of, of course, every major character survives cleanly and, oh, it was so terrible and, and heroically and stuff, it sort of is a wet fart of like, oh, <laughs> oh. They could easily snuff us out, but they won't because they're not trying to kill us. It's rather unimportant. And there's
0: something else going on.
1: Yeah. Also, fi- as for uh, another thing, instead of Daenerys being taken out by Jon Snow, I would rather have Daenerys take out herself.
0: Really? Like, yeah. If she knows, the
1: thing is is that if she knows that she's going crazy, and like unstable and such. Because she's made the promise to break the wheel, that includes herself, and I think that would demonstrate, in some ways, at least, uh, save the character in a sense. If she was going to go, have to go crazy, that she herself would say, "No, I am not going to be my father. I am going to solve this once and for all." I think the only problem with that is that then you have to
0: really explain that this what the madness was, because then it had to be more than just well, it was. Genetics. Genetics.
1: It was the fact of inbreeding.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but...
1: Yeah, I know. If, I inbreeding like usually be... doesn't inv- create psychosis, I think. It usually involves retardation.
0: It, it would need it, it would need it to have been something even deeper than that. Like, some like curse or something. or. or well, that's something. what
1: I was saying earlier in my concept of how the final season should have gone is that she should have been isolated and feeling, like, paranoid and frustrated over the entire events, especially since she didn't have her boy toy, or her advisors, or things like that to help, you know, keep her sane, keep her focused. She's dealing with, essentially, a new alien continent that's supposed to be her birthright, but unable to actually do anything effective. And I think that would make her slightly go slightly nuts. Especially, probably, especially if she knew that Cersei was uh, the one responsible for a lot of her attacks and assassination attacks and things like that. But unable to do anything because, oh no, that's not how we do it here in Westeros.
0: Uh, again, we'll just have to see what George Martin does. Yeah. But uh, man, that's a, you put a
1: lot of thought to it. Yeah, well, that's how I think it should have gone out. <laughs> I think they should have put in more effort. And Heck, I'm an yeah. uh, unpaid intern, essentially, and I think I've just managed to make a much better season out of nowhere.
0: I mean, I, I, I think... Oh, if I get into this again. I think the problem with that season was just
1: pacing I think and doing too much too was, little. Is that, I think the problem with that season is, is that they ended up having... Uh, three season, All these seasons of build-up and leading, and they decide to just simply say, Hey, we're smarter than the audience. We can write how we want it. And it just, nothing feels truly carthritic. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it pays off. You see a climactic battle that's supposed to be just as fantastic as the epics, and it's finished off in one episode. Which I did
0: like that episode. That was probably the best part. Mm-hmm. But I see what you mean.
1: Well, it should feel like you know huge. It should feel again.
0: Like... They had six episodes, so yeah. yeah, they had to finish it off in one episode. <laughs> they, they kind oh, of yeah.
1: One last thing, uh, I would probably have the epilogue episode be about how that the seven kingdoms are now called the Sundered Kingdoms <laughs> because none of the kingdom, major kingdoms that made up the seven kingdoms is survived really. Most of them don't have their heads. And Winterfell went to
0: Phil went away, technically.
1: Well, yeah. They would have just simply left. They seceded. And as, as well as the South, they would have seceded just as much. But they didn't. The, uh, I'm trying to remember the ex- exact kingdom. You know, the ones... The, the, um, the characters that didn't Dorn. get much... Yes, Dorn. Didn't get much uh, characterization, honestly, in the show.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's anyway. too much going
1: on. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the audiobook for,
0: okay. for the fifth book. So, yeah. There's definitely a lot more going on in that one. Admittedly I should read the books, okay.
1: honestly.
2: I would recommend it.
0: Okay, we gotta finish up because we got other things to do tonight. Yes. so reason we're going you wanna say something? Do you haven't said anything in like half an hour?
2: Uh third season of Castlevania confirmed.
0: Yay! We'll have to watch that later. And talk about it too. Okay. Um I was gonna talk about Kingdom Hearts, but there's no more time. So we'll just talk a little bit about it while we're on the stream, because that's what we're gonna do next.
1: Okay. okay, goodbye everybody. Bye. Woo!
2: This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.